Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cold Topics podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cold Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Bridget. And I'm Colleen. Today, our guest is Julie Moran, and you may remember Julie Moran as a journalist for ET, a television host for ET, Entertainment Tonight Television. She was also the first. Yes. You're going to hear some good stories about that. Yeah, some really interesting stories about that. And she also was the first female solo host for the wide world of sports. And also, she has a podcast for midlife women as well. It is called Limitless, Boldly Tackle Your Next Chapter. It's really great to have a lot of women in this space because we just want to get the message out. And hopefully enough of us can get together and make sure that we are seen. So many women say that they feel invisible at this time of life. And you're going to hear from Julie how she's heard that from other women as well. And we're just thrilled that there's other people out there that are saying, here we are. We, we wanted to know some stories from Entertainment Tonight, because if you had Julie Moran on, you'd ask those questions too. So she's going to share some stories about some difficult interviews. Hello, Julia Roberts. And she's, <laughs> who did redeem herself after. But just some really yes, great stories, did. really great stories of people who have been on the show and how she even got that gig and how she has kind of evolved over the last 20, 30 years in her career. It's great to see women who had very strong careers continue those paths in different directions. So we are excited to talk to her and, you know, spill the tea, so to speak. And speaking of tea, don't forget we have tea time coming up on our Nashville event. It is October 8th at the Graduate Hotel. We are celebrating women in midlife and beyond, and we have some great celebrities, experts, and a whole bunch of fun shopping and tea and you name it. You're going to have fun on a Sunday afternoon in Nashville. So please join us. Check out Eventbrite for tickets right now. They're still on the early bird. As of August 1st, they will go to regular pricing. So with that, let's get started talking to Julie Moran. Welcome back, guys. We are excited today to be talking to Julie Moran. And you may remember her, as we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, that she used to be the co-anchor of The Weekend Entertainment Tonight. But she's so much more. She's got a new podcast. We're going to talk all about it. Welcome to the show, Julie. Oh, I'm, I love your podcast. I'm so excited yeah. to be on it and to be able to chat with you gals. I, you know, it's really exciting to have another person in this space, in the podcast space with your, your podcast, Limitless, that's boldly tackling your next chapter with Julie Moran. And you really talk about some great uh, different things on your podcast. What made you want to start a podcast? Well, uh, I just... As you guys saw, there was not a lot in our space for women, you know, empowering midlife, being in midlife. And I thought there are just so many things happening. So what I did is I kind of Googled and researched what women our age were, were you're looking for on the web. And they were searching topics like menopause. They were taught how to reconnect with your spouse. They were also how to be mentally strong, how to relaunch your career. So I tried to find an expert in each of those categories that women were looking for and bring that expert on. They usually had a book or best-selling book or a podcast or both, and then they could be my expert, and then we could tackle that topic every week. So when you were doing your research, what stood out the most to you besides menopause that midlife women wanted to know about? 
online dating. (laughs) (laughs) They also wanted to know if they're still married, how to reconnect with their spouse. And I found a great, um, you know, uh, person for that. Also, um, a woman, um, Amy Morin wrote this book, 13 things mentally strong women don't do. And that was fascinating to me because women want to be mentally strong. But one thing that she really, it just resonated with me. When we talk about our accomplishments, we usually go, oh, I got this great job, but but my sister knew the boss. We don't own our accomplishments. We diminish our accomplishments. And also something she said that was really interesting on LinkedIn, if you look at people's bios, men list 11 more credits every time than women on LinkedIn. Isn't that crazy? Like we don't see little things in our life as something that would be like really attractive to an employer and that men just, they list it all. They're like, look, I did this, I did this, I did this. And women diminish themselves. So that was fascinating to me. Yeah, that is amazing. I think there's something too about the way different people are brought up that, oh, you're tooting your own horn, you're bragging. Right. And you're bragging, you're boasting. And so we don't give ourselves credit. What is something that is surprising that you learned from doing this podcast and talking to the experts? That there's so many unanswered questions and that I, I find that, you know, women have to really search for the answers Um, And that we don't talk enough to each other, even in my friend groups. Like, did we really talk about menopause? Did we really talk about sex hurts? What can, what, what have you found that helps vaginal dryness? I mean, I mean, we just have to really dig and look for things out there. And why aren't we talking about these things? It shouldn't be taboo. I mean, why can't we just have, you know, if we're all having wine and a cocktail party and there are no men around, why can't we talk about this stuff? And why don't we talk about this stuff? And I think it goes back to you. It's the way we were raised. And maybe our mothers didn't talk to us about it, but we need to like break that mold. And that's what I'm trying to do with my daughters is discuss things that maybe they're not ready for yet. But yet, you know, let me tell you, when I went through menopause, Maya, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I didn't know I was in perimenopause until this happened. And then I think when they get there, they'll go, oh, you know, my mom, oh, I remember her talking about that and just trying to be open with the generation before us, the generation after, and then our current friendships. That's one of the reasons why we did this podcast, because we want them to take for granted what we had to fight to learn. And it takes the first generation of women saying enough is enough. I want, I deserve to have this information readily available to me. I shouldn't have to fight for it. You know, Viagra got approved by the FDA very quickly but getting something approved yes. for the for female vaginal dryness or anything, it's it's slow and it just needs to improve. So if we can somehow change the system a little bit so that our daughters don't have to fight it, that would be fabulous. It really would be nice to do that. I totally agree. And you know, when I came along, there were no female sportscasters. So <laughs> when I was the first uh, female host of Wide World of Sports. Um, really kind of breaking that glass ceiling for women. I, I used to kind of diminish that. And, and I felt like I was bragging when I said it. And then finally someone said to me, it's just the facts, Julie. That's just what happened. And I think men, they'll just tell you that, you know, I did this. 
And we feel like we have to clarify it or justify it or diminish it or, oh, I just got lucky and I happened to be the first female to host Wide World of Sports. Well, no, it's just a fact. And don't be thinking you're bragging or boasting. It's okay to state the facts and it's okay to be proud of your hard work. And I think we're learning that as women. And I hope the next generation doesn't have to learn that. Right. And, you know, I'm curious, I was going to ask, how was that? How how was it um, socially from fans, from coworkers, when you were the first solo female? Because you're talking early 90s. World of Sports. So. Yeah. Early yeah. 90s, it was Jim McKay and then Frank Gifford and Kathy Lee Gifford and Frank were married and Frank retired. And my boss at ABC Sports said, Julie, I need you down in my office in five minutes. I literally thought I was going to be fired. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't see it coming. And he goes, you know, uh, you're going to be the next host of Wide World of Sports. No woman has ever done it. You were a beauty queen. You're going to be harassed in the media. The press is going to take shots at you. And the only thing I'm going to tell you is you better know all your facts. And unfortunately, you're probably going to have to know more than a man would have had to know getting this job. So I went into it knowing I had something to prove that people were going to take shots at me, try to trip me up, see if I really knew sports, did I really know my facts. And I, I, I did have to study harder than a man would have had to because I had something to prove. Um, but I'm so glad that he warned me because <laughs> I remember opening USA Today and there was a sports column and this sports writer just took me to task. You know, how dare you hire a beauty queen? What is ABC Sports doing? And being a beauty, uh, Diane Sawyer was America's junior miss. So yeah. was I. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. You can be attractive and smart. They don't have to be disconnected, you know. Yeah. So uh, it was a it was a bumpy time for a little while. But finally, um, that one writer that took me to task by the end of my career wrote one of the nicest columns ever has been written about me. So it came full circle. Oh, good. You know, finally, I get my husband like, let's watch some women sports you know let's watch them play let's watch watch the women you know the for the first year ever the women's college basketball final had more viewers than the men's college basketball final and it was because Mm -hmm. of that rock star girl from iowa that just rocked everybody's world and everybody couldn't believe that she could play basketball like that and it's the first time in the history that that's ever happened so we're, we're moving in the right direction we and are. there's a great um, documentary on the soccer teams as well. Female oh, soccer. It's amazing. Versus- yeah. I mean, the, the, the female uh, soccer World Cup team is much more popular than the men's team. And they've won more world championships and they've won more titles, but yet they're paid less. They're still fighting for equal pay. So we still, we're not there, but we're moving in the right direction. So how did that transition into Entertainment Tonight? Because that's kind of a, a leap. That's not a natural progression, you would think. No, it's really not. Um, but the uh, producer of Entertainment Tonight was a sports fan, so he watched me a lot. And ABC Sports did not get the Olympics. And we, I had been on the sidelines for college football and basketball. I had done Wide World of Sports, and that meant you know, snow skiing, gymnastics, you know, world track and field championship. I kind of did everything. And when I got the call from Entertainment Tonight, they, Lisa Gibbons was leaving the show and they said, 
you know, we want you. And I actually went to my boss and I said, this is the offer on the table. My contract's up. I, you hired me. You gave me my biggest break. I will not leave. And he said, if you are, how much are they going to pay you? And I told him, and he said, if you were my daughter, I would say, take that job. And he really let me go. But I really felt, uh, Dennis Swanson was his name and he's the, he put Oprah Winfrey on the air in Chicago as an anchor woman and he got slammed for that. They said, she's not pretty enough. Her nose is too wide. She's too black. And when she went off the air, she brought Dennis on her last show. So he was the kind of man I knew that he gave me a break and he gave Oprah a break. And I wanted to leave on terms with his okay, almost like a father's approval. And he's like, if you were my daughter and they're going to pay you five times what I'm paying you, take the job, girl. <laughs> wow. What a, what a great boss. I mean, yeah. you know, I just, I wish there were more people like that. But it takes kind of men who appreciate the value of women's talent and that we can succeed in a world that's been kind of dominated by men that it takes, you know, and sometimes they are fathers of daughters because they kind of have that mentality that, okay, you kind of get I, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's look how your life changed because of it, because you had that advocate behind you saying, I'm going to give you the shot. It's up to you, but I'm going to give you this shot. No, I was just going to say the only difference in interviewing celebrities and interviewing athletes, they're both superstars. So that didn't feel strange to me. But the one thing about interviewing athletes is they can't lie. <laughs> they okay. either cross the finish line first or the basketball goes in the hoop or they hit the baseball. They can't lie about that. What I found with celebrities is that they can get away with lying. <laughs> but I ran into like, I, I remember interviewing like Paul Newman and Robert Redford and Tom Hanks. And then I remember some little, you know, 20 year olds coming in there and I don't want to call them out because they're now 40 year olds and they're <laughs> big stars, but they came in with like this attitude, like, you know, okay, I'm here. And I'm like, oh no, I'm here because I'm promoting your movie. So show up, sit up and act like you're not 20 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I found that to be different. I found that Hollywood was a little more, um, fake in a way and that in the sports world you just can't fake it and we're going to take a break we'll be back in a moment and we're back you wonder too you know the how hard they well they all work hard i'm not going to say i can't diminish what but the some of them just do. get lucky some, some of them get, get lucky, lucky but you don't you can't get lucky in sports you've got to have the talent right if you're going to be that high up you have to have the talent and the hard work yes. in sports. So that's pretty amazing. You know, I it made me think when you were talking about that. Um, was it the, it was the uh, Academy Awards this year and Hugh Grant, how um, he treated, and I'm going blank. He was the rude model. to someone. Oh, Ash, Ashley Graham. Ashley? Ashley Graham. Yes. Ashley Graham. He, I remember, oh, and I'll call you out, Hugh Grant. I don't care. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was just inappropriate. And who, oh. who do you think you are? I mean, to act like so that awful. on national television. Going to an award show where you know you're going to be interviewed by people. It's not like someone came to the back of your door, knocked on your house no. door and asked questions. Like you knew what you were getting into. So to be that condescending, it just, 
it was, you chose to walk the red carpet, right, you grabbed. Right, right. So you answer yeah. the questions and don't, there's never, ever an occasion to be rude to anybody. I, I, I will say sometimes people just are having a bad day, you know, right. but yeah. when you do show up on that red carpet, whether you're having a bad day or not, you're there, you know, you're there, you know, what's going to happen. You've done it before. This is not your first rodeo. Don't act like that. Did that happen to you while you were on entertainment tonight where you were excited to interview somebody and then it was like, oh, no, please don't be like that? Yeah, it actually happened um, uh, during a Julia Roberts interview. And she was I'm from Georgia. She's from Smyrna, Georgia. And I just thought the first time I interview her is going to be golden. We're going to connect. We're going to bond over being from Georgia. And um she had had a really bad day. She was married to Lyle Lovett, but she had been out dancing the night before with Ethan Hawke. And the New York Post put him on the front page, like in a canoodle blasted on the front page. So she came in with just the worst attitude. Like I would ask her a question. She would say, yes. I'd ask her, no, yes, no. And you know what I did? I stopped the interview. I said, we can't air this. I'm sorry. I know you're having a bad day. Um, everybody just disconnect. Well, when I said that, she walked out the door. Within two minutes, she knocked back on the door. And to her credit, she said, I'm so sorry. Wow. She said, I have had a really bad day. But I appreciate you trying to promote my movie. Could, could we reconnect the cables and could, could we do this again? Wow. You know? Wow. So um, it happens, you know, and... Uh, I, 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 then I, as we were disconnecting the cables, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, my boss is going to fire me for, for kicking <laughs> Julia Roberts out of an interview. <laughs> uh, but she came back. And when she came back, the funny thing is the first thing she did for me was a magic trick. Oh, wow. Well, like, just okay. Rewarm up the room, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And now, um, Whenever I see her, it's, we don't talk about it. We don't remember it. We don't discuss it, but we've been gracious and friendly ever since. Yeah. And, and you know, for her credit then that she did come back and I've had a bad day and, and that can happen. And I'm mean, sure that can happen. And it is amazing. I mean, when and you're I, plastered yeah. on the New York Post and you wake up uh, and, and, and you're married to somebody else, yeah, that would that would be a bad day for be me. A bad day. <laughs> I, maybe she should cancel her appointments for the day. Like something yeah, came up. We should have yeah. rescheduled the interview. Her publicist yeah. should have been on top of that. True. Right. Right. Along those lines. Now it's so different because the minute you do something or anything, there is a camera in your face videoing it. How is it? How do you think Entertainment Tonight would play out now? And how different do you perceive? And what's your opinion on how the media has changed? I think that the paparazzi have gone wild. And I have friends that have children, and it just really upsets me when they videotape children of celebrities. Now the celebrity, they bought into this. This is their job. Maybe expect it. But when they're jumping over bridges and hedges and hiding behind corners and jumping out and scaring children or filming children, I'll never forget. I was coaching, I played basketball and I was coaching my daughter's basketball team in the Pacific Palisades and Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner's daughter Violet was on my team and I 
would get so infuriated after every practice. I, they couldn't get in the gym. But every time Jennifer or Ben would come to pick up Violet from practice, there would be, be 10 paparazzi outside the gym in the bushes, on the sidewalk, by the car. And this little girl would have to go through the gauntlet just to get in her car after basketball practice. And that really infuriated me. One day I went out and I just let them have it. And I'm like, you know what? Don't you have anything better to do? Think, are you, this is a child. I mean, I, I, I just scolded them all. They didn't leave. They didn't yeah. care. <laughs> but I was so mad that this little girl, and I was thinking, is this going to cause damage? You know, and I'm certainly, it's got to impact children of celebrities. That's when it really got me and really bothered me. Yeah, I've seen where some of them, one time there was a photographer yelling at Surrey Cruz when she was just like five or six, like right. calling her a brat. I thought, oh my gosh, this little girl's, I think she was just trying Poor to get thing. in a car because she didn't wave. I mean, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. that's, it's insane. It's insane. It, yeah. It, it's, it's just, you know, it's, that's when it really gets to me. It's when the children are involved because they didn't ask for it. The paparazzi are horrible, but now you have average people with a phone that oh. if you go out to dinner, they can just start filming you. Oh yeah. Just, you know, mm-hmm. and that happens to celebrities all the time in restaurants. They'll just, and then people like TMZ or these other companies will buy the cell phone video from people. So then people see this, oh, wow, I can make money doing this. You know, if you live in New York or LA or, I mean, people actually go looking for celebrities to film to sell their video. So it's just, it's a vicious cycle now. It's, it's just not a good thing. Would you would you want to do another Entertainment Tonight show now, or do you just think that that would be overwhelming? Well, I'll tell you what I, I am doing is I'm working for Sinclair Media, and I'm doing all of their commercials. So Sinclair might own hundreds of stations across the U.S. So I do. Uh, I just shot eight 90-second commercials that'll go into their newscast, and that's fun for me. Um, we're, we're talking about doing a once-a-week show, but I'm having a lot of fun. My daughter, Michaela, plays college uh, volleyball. She's 6'2", and I love the fact that I am free at any point in time to see any home game she starts. I want to see her play every game I can see her play. And I'm not sure that I'm ready to trade off going back to full-time work because I am, I am now she's going to be a sophomore. I've got three more years where I, I, you know, I'd love to see them win the conference championship. I'd love to see this team succeed. I love the girls on the team. I love all the moms when we get together pregame. And I'm so enjoying this season of my life where I'm finally free to do these kind of things. I think I, I think I'll probably do another show, but right now I, I love the part time basis of my work and I love the podcast cause I'm flexible with that. So I just know I've only got three more years really to enjoy this season of her life. Um, and I have, I'm such a sports fan. I just love, you know, I love watching her play. So that joy, I, I, I think I would have to balance that with work. Yeah, I think, you know, that's such a great way to look at it because I think that would be really hard when you want to be there. That was the hardest thing about working and probably for you as well. Working when you have children is 
do you feel torn? You feel like you're you're missing out on something. So how exciting that you get to go to all of her games and everything. I know, it's so great. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) So So we would be remiss to not discuss menopause because we talk to people about menopause. So how was your experience with menopause? Do you know, um, it was... I didn't realize I was in it because nobody had ever, I'd never heard the word perimenopause. Like nobody told me that. And so when I started feeling a little like anxiety, I never, I am so blessed. I never had hot flashes or sweats. Can you believe it? You are, wow, you are, you are lucky. But I, I had could, yours. I, I could tell yours. there was a mood change. I, w- I could tell there was a little bit of weight gain. I could tell there was a little more anxiety in my life. So that's when I really went to a doctor and said, you know, what's going on with me? And they said, oh, you're, you're premenopausal. And I'm like, what? what? They said, yeah, you're about to enter menopause. And I, it took me going to a doctor to figure it out because None of my girlfriends, we didn't discuss it. My mother didn't tell me about it. And and then I started going crazy on the internet, you know, looking for things. And then, you know, I really, um, for me, because I had no markers or no problem, hormone replacement therapy worked for me during menopause. And we hit it early on enough. Maybe that's why I didn't have the hot flashes and the sweats. And it just... um it was just a kind of a cure-all for me because when I got tested, uh, my doctor, Dr. Najat, and people fly in to see this guy from all over, he said, you have absolutely no estrogen, testosterone, or progesterone in your body. You're a flat line. He said, no wonder you're a little depressed. <laughs> he wow. said, no wonder you're a little anxious. He said, we're going to you know, replace some of those hormones so your body feels alive again. And it absolutely was the cure-all for me. It's interesting. I'm so happy you had this doctor that would listen to you because I know in Great Britain, they started a campaign, a poster campaign, just just to put a poster up, just know your menopause poster. So yeah. I, when I was at, yeah, when I was at my gynecologist and I just thought, I'm just going to check the room out. There was a lot of stuff about pregnancy. There was not one thing about menopause. And, you know, it didn't hit me that they're not up there in these offices. That surprised me. Yeah, there. That that would be a good thing for the U.S. Uh, Colleen, our next thing. That's <laughs> yes. our next thing. <laughs> Get the posters in the doctor's, doctor's office. Exactly. Yes. Or better yeah. yet, find doctors that only take patients that are perimenopausal and menopausal. Even better, so right. they specialize. Which there are. There are there are doctors there are. like her MD, which now have facilities all up the East Coast which specialize in menopausal, well, they specialize in comprehensive women's health care, but most of their patients that they see gynecologically are 40 plus, which is great. Yes. And then one thing that you and I, I think are going to agree on is, is something my gynecologist said to me is that sex shouldn't hurt. Yes. I mean, women don't want to talk about that, but when you get to menopause and there's that vaginal dryness and then you avoid sex a little bit because of you don't, but there, there's so many things, you know, uh, Vaginex, there's so many women's products at ultra there. I mean, that can be cured like that, but nobody wants to talk about it or admit it. Right. They just kind of endure it. We yes. don't need to endure it. We, this is a time to enjoy it. 
You know? it, it, it would be nice if that was another question, you know, on this poster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is sex Does. hurting? You know, I actually had to ask my doctor, there's um there is vaginal estrogen that yes. actually people can take that um have breast cancer in their his, history in their families. That's safe. Um Always uh, check with your doctor, though. Always check, Always with, your check with your doctor. Yes. yes. Before yes. you do that. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, I know, I think that we're always shouting it for the rooftops, but you're not going to see the posters until everyone else starts shouting it from the rooftops. What your, your podcast is relatively new. It just started in February. So what can we look forward to on your podcast? Well, I think that, you know, what I'm trying to do is bring to light those topics that women are searching secretly on the web. And then I can see, and my producer and I, we scoured and we put together a list of 15, the 15 most searched topics by women 40 to 70. And they were surprising. And so we tried to find an expert in every topic. And these are things that women are shouldn't have to be secretly looking for answers for on the web. They should be able to talk to their friends about it. They should be able to talk to their husbands about it, even their mothers and their daughters. But what we did was we found these topics, we found the experts, and we're trying to bring answers. And that's why we say limitless. Uh, you know, we, we don't want to put any limits on... Uh, this time of our life, this should be a great time of life, a time we enjoy, a time we, uh, as I, my husband and I, we are, we're not empty nesters. We call ourselves free birds because we can fly to see Michaela play volleyball. We can fly to Mexico to go to, we love beaches. We can, you know, we can have date night two times a week if we want instead of one, you know, um, we've, we've, we've done the raising and the hard part. And now is the time to enjoy the girls and relish their success and be a part of their lives. And, you know, it's fun when you can finally have a, my 24 year old daughter, I can finally sit on the porch and have a glass of wine with, I mean, these are just fun times. And I think, um, that's something we have to really embrace at this point in our life we agree you are preaching to the choir to us so yeah. we agree oh, yeah. we could not wait till there's a wedding i just had my first and wedding she, last year she had a wedding yeah that's <laughs> gonna take you right over there so I, i'm not there yet but i yeah. i know i'm going to in completely embrace and enjoy that yeah you colleen did, did a great job yeah well, colleen you did really but, good to enjoy the but wedding. you have yeah. to enjoy the process you do and i think totally this stage of life we are more in the moment we are kind of able to not be like three steps ahead. Well, we've got to make sure the kids have this for tomorrow. And we got to make sure that the, you know, the meeting is scheduled for the, we can yeah. kind of enjoy the moment. And, and Bridget and I have certainly enjoyed these moments with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it, Julie. And guys, check out Limitless. And uh, you can find it anywhere. <laughs> and I just want to tell you both, I really, really commend you for what you're doing. Shout it from the rooftops. Love your podcast. Love the cool topics and love <laughs> that you're dealing with menopause too and wrapping it all in one beautiful package. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. We appreciate that. That was so much fun, Julie Moran. And guys, also remember that we are going to be guests on Julie's podcast. We don't have the date certain yet, but make sure you're following her podcast so you'll know when we come up, because as soon as we know, we will let you know. Make sure you're following us on all social media so you can find out when the date comes up. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, 
Pinterest. Have you checked out our Pinterest account? Because we have a lot of stuff up there that's really interesting. Our YouTube all of a sudden is really growing quickly. I don't know. Bridget's in charge of YouTube and it's starting to go up there, Bridget. So whatever you're doing, you're doing well. You're doing well. Thank you for watching it, people. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So go to YouTube, Hot Flashes and Cool Topics and follow us over there so you don't miss any videos because we throw in obviously the episode videos, but other stuff as well. So check that out. We hope you guys have a great week and we will talk to you next time. Bye.